Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. If you have your Bibles, turn to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2. We are kicking off a theme for the next couple of Sundays leading into Christmas. Uh, the theme is simply this, Unwrapped. The, the title of the, the theme over the next couple of weeks, Unwrapped. Um, just out of curiosity, how many of you have already started your Christmas shopping? You've already started. How many of you are thinking about starting? You know you need to start, but you have yet to start shopping for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How many of you are already finished with your Christmas shopping? Okay, look, we don't like you people. No, you, you, you set the bar really high for the rest of us. Uh, give you some fun facts. Speaking of Christmas and gifts and shopping, 40% of people wait until the last minute to shop for Christmas. And for those of you that wait to the last minute, the Mission Cafe is a great place to buy those last... Shameless plug, last minute gifts in the cafe. And when you do all of your shopping like December 24th, it's just, a, it's, it's a powerful thing. Um, on the average, <laughs> we'll spend $900 and six hours shopping for Christmas presents this year. $900 and six hours. Some of you are above average. Some of us are below average. Uh, $21 billion will be spent worldwide on gifts. It's a whole lot of money, $21 billion this year on Christmas gifts. 54% of people want a gift card as their present. How many of you appreciate a gift card? Because it gives you the power to choose what to get. Can I have a good amen? 52% of people will return at least one gift this Christmas. And you know what the most unwanted gift is? Clothes. Clothes. I mean, go figure. I, I remember, remember as a kid growing up, you always got toys. And remember the first Christmas that you actually got clothes? And you're like, oh no, it's a transition year. I'm getting a belt and, you know, a pair of socks. Man, what am I going to do with that? How many still appreciate a toy every now and then? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Here's one unknown fact. I thought this was cool to throw in. Uh, most people don't know, but when I was in high school, I worked at a Christian bookstore, um, and I'm actually somewhat good at wrapping gifts. Okay, how many of you are really good at wrapping gifts? I used to be incredible at wrapping gifts. I tried to wrap a gift last week, and Rachel's like, no, baby, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> You know, we think a lot about gifts this time of year. We think about what's the perfect gift. And especially at Christmas, there'll be so many opportunities to exchange gifts. But we all know that the greatest gift at Christmas is the gift of Jesus. It's wrapped up in the, the person of, of Jesus himself. And so today I want to talk to you about, of all the things that we get at Christmas, one of my favorite things that Jesus represents 
to us this time of year is the gift of joy. So if you're taking notes, the title of the message today is simply this, Unwrapping the Gift of Joy. Luke chapter 2, this is a very familiar uh, birth narrative of Christ. We read this in December, and we know this very well, but I want to I teach you from it again today, and maybe we see this familiar text in a brand new light in Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 8. Now, the context of, of what's taking place in the nation of Israel during the birth of Jesus Christ, they were under Roman military occupation. There was a lot of oppression that was taking place uh, in the Middle East, specifically among God's chosen people. Many Jews lived in poverty. They were oppressed by the Romans. They were even oppressed by their own people. Taxes were incredibly high. Living was difficult. Uh, there hasn't been a word at this time. There hadn't been a word from God to his people in 400 years. I mean, the, the close of the Old Testament is the book of Malachi. And from the time of Malachi to the birth of Jesus is 400 years. Uh, history calls it 400 years of silence, darkness, 400 years of oppression and confusion. And heaven breaks its silence in Luke chapter two. And listen to what God says to his people. Verse eight, the Bible says this, that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Can I have a good amen? After 400 years of silence, heaven speaks up, and the first thing heaven tells us is, don't be afraid. For I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Somebody say good news. Good. Say great joy. Good. Say all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. This will be an indication that this announcement, this is the individual of whom heaven celebrates. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Can I have an amen for the reading of the word? Oh, this is so rich. I love this passage. In here, we're going to see what Jesus brings to his people, this gift of joy. If you're taking notes, write down this first thought. Number one, joy comes from Jesus. Joy comes from Christ. Where do most people search for joy? A lot of times we'll see in our current culture that we search for things, circumstances, relationships, achievements. We look for all different kind of things to make us happy. How many of you know that there are things and people that can make you happy, but only Jesus can give you true joy? Do we understand the difference between joy and happiness? Happiness is based on happenings. Happiness is based on externals. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll fall into the trap of chasing happiness when what our soul truly longs for is to find joy. Can you say amen? 
I mean, especially at Christmas. We've marketed Christmas in, a, in an a, a amazing way. I mean, you see commercials. Have, have you seen those commercials this time of year? On Christmas morning, you see the husband, and he's got this chiseled body. He's wearing this robe, and he's drinking his cup of coffee. And then you got his supermodel wife next to him. She's well-rested and all smiles. And then the kids are playing so politely with their, their brand new toys that they've opened up for that Christmas morning. The dog is there, and man, it's this picturesque thing. And then you look out the window. What, what is it? Out the window, in the driveway. Not one, but two sports cars. His and hers. And here's this, this fable, fairy tale that says, you can be as happy as this family if you have everything that they have. How many know that's not real life? Does your Christmas morning look a little different than that? Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. You won't find joy wrapped in beautiful paper or put in a ribbon, put a bow on it, and stick it under a tree. How many of you know you're not going to find joy in a box? You know where you find joy? The first Christmas 2,000 years ago, it wasn't wrapped in a box and put under a tree. It was wrapped in swaddling clothes, and it was there lying in a manger. The angel of the Lord makes an announcement and says, this is good news. Somebody say good news. You know, the gospel literally means good news. How many of you know we could use some good news today? In a world that, that's full of bad news, how many of you know bad news travels fast? Bad news, I mean, if it bleeds, it leads. Come on, it grabs every headline. It's the top of every news story. I mean, bad news travels so fast, it'll circle the globe before good news has a chance to tie its shoes and get out the door. We are desperate for good news. The Bible says the angel of the Lord makes an announcement to shepherds. This is cool. And if you know anything about biblical history, back in ancient days, shepherds were the lowliest of all the occupations. I mean, shepherds were right there on the same social strata as lepers. They weren't your up and coming. But the Bible says good news was proclaimed. Good news produced what? Great joy. And that word, that phrase, great joy, in the Greek is mega chera. We get the word charisma. Mega chera. Mega chera. Mega. How many know what mega means? Mega. Big deal. In other words, the angels say, hey guys, this is a big deal, and it's going to produce great joy. And it's not just for you, it's for all people. I'm glad that when heaven made the announcement, he chose, God himself chose the lowest of the lows. He didn't go to the highest of the highs. He says, I'm going to seek out some shepherds who are watching their flocks at night, and I'm going to give them good news that will produce great joy. Hear me, church. Joy comes from Jesus. I know we search for the perfect gift at Christmas. And a lot of times we'll have some great environments that will produce a lot of happiness. But please don't mistake happiness for joy. Joy is the real thing. Listen, if I have Jesus, I got joy. If I have Jesus, I have everything I 
need. Can I tell you something about joy? Your personal joy is not somebody else's responsibility. Let, let, let's, let's teach about it just for a second. Because a lot of times we'll hold people to certain levels of expectation. And then we get really disappointed when they don't meet our expectations. How many of you know people will disappoint you? Circumstances will fail you. You know, uh, th th there'll be things that will confuse you, but Jesus will never let you down. Your personal joy is not your spouse's responsibility. I'm about to set some people free today. You've been wondering when your spouse is going to act right so that you can be happy. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Your joy is not your kid's responsibility. Well, if my kids would just act right, maybe I'd be happier this Christmas. Your joy is not your boss's responsibility. Come on, somebody say amen. It's not your friend's responsibility. Don't hold out hope for some achievement, some promotion, something on your resume. All those things are good. They can create happiness, but there's only one single source of joy, and his name is Jesus. In fact, I'll say this. There's a promise that comes with that. If, if, if those people did, didn't give joy to you, then don't let them take it from you. It's amazing how heaven makes an announcement and God gives us this eternal gift, Jesus. Paul describes it in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It's a gift that's too wonderful for words, okay? God gives us his very best and joy comes from Christ and Christ alone. Listen, if the world didn't give it to you, the world can't take it from you. If your job didn't give it to you, your job can't take it from you. Please, let's put our focus where it matters most. Now listen, I understand that during the holidays that this can be a very difficult time for a lot of us, especially in, in seasons where you gather with family and friends. Maybe if there's pain in your life, the holidays will amplify that. If there's loneliness in your soul, the holidays can amplify that. If there's dysfunction in your family, the holidays can amplify that. I understand the, di the difficulty that the holidays bring to many of us. But if we can set our focus on the source of our joy, this Christmas season, let's dial in to who Jesus is. The Bible says it's good news that produces great joy for all people. Somebody say all people. You know, uh, this is what I love about the gospel. The gospel is for everyone. You know, the scandal of the gospel is not who it keeps out, but who it lets in. It lets us in. People like us, ordinary people like us, get to be the recipients of incredible joy because of this gift. Number one, Jesus is the very source of our joy. Look at what it says in verse 15. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. Here's the second thing I want you to see. Not only does joy come from Jesus, but number two, to rejoice is a choice. You have to choose to do something with this great gift that God has provided through Jesus. Can I have a good amen? 
The shepherds heard the great news and they said, hey, we got to go. Let's go see this thing. We can't just stand here in this field. We've got to do something with this announcement that we've heard. And I I pray that everybody that's hearing my voice right now, that you are brought to an intersection where you have choices to make. You can acknowledge it in your head. Yes, Jesus is the, the very source of joy. But then there's a decision that you have to make with your heart on what you're going to do with this gift that Jesus has given us. Uh, you know, when you get a gift, and this is a beautifully wrapped gift. and No, I didn't wrap this. But when you get a gift, and I hope you get lots of them this Christmas. I hope that it's, I hope the tree is loaded with stuff that have your name on it. But you know what? If you leave the gift under the tree, what's inside the box does you no good. You, you've got to do something with it. You, I mean, we could admire it. Man, look at the wrapping. Look at the ribbon. Man, this is fantastic. Somebody was thinking about me. But if we don't unwrap the gift, if, if we don't open the gift. It's kind of like, you know, getting a gift card, but then keeping that gift card in your purse or in your wallet for months upon months upon months. I know I'm not talking to anybody in here. And then you discover that that gift card like a year or two later, and you're like, oh, I didn't know I had this. Well, I wonder how much I have on that card. What do you got to do to activate the card? You got to scratch something off. Right? Or some of you got to make a phone call and say, here's the numbers on this gift card. Can you tell me how much I have on this gift card? I'm headed to Roost Chris right now and I got this gift card and I just, I'm curious as to how, oh, $5? Okay, well, we ain't going to Roost Chris today then. <laughs> Looks like we're going to Chick fil A. Come on, somebody. You, you know, if you don't open the gift, it's funny because Trevor, he's 16 years old. He's like a grown man. He's as big as I am. He's bigger. He's stronger than I am. I noticed he was digging under the tree the other day, and he was looking for presents that had his name on it. I thought, man, that's great. There's, just, there's a kid inside of each and every one of us. If we don't open the gift, you see, there's, there's a choice that we have to make. If, if, if God sent us Jesus... And if Jesus would go so far as to die on a cross for us. Think about it. This gift came at a great price. I mean, it's free to you and me. Man, but, but it cost heaven a whole lot. The price tag on the gift of Jesus, you just can't put, you, you can't put enough zeros behind it. it the, the value of it is incredible. And I wonder this day, are you and I choosing to open the gift and to do something with it. You see, God has joy wrapped up for us. He sent it in swaddling clothes 2,000 years ago. Eventually, that gift grew up and gave himself up on Calvary. The blood was shed on Calvary. And now you and I, 2,000 years later, we understand that Jesus is the source of joy, but are we going to unwrap it? What are you going to do with it? The scripture says in Psalm 118, verse 24, this is the day the Lord has made. We will, come on, somebody say, I will. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. God's created this day for you. You know what? It came to you as a gift. 
We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. But we woke up this morning and we stepped into a gift called a brand new day. You know what? And how we live it is our choice. It's our responsibility. And it expresses our gratitude to him. Can I have a good amen? Psalm 118, verse 24. This was a prophetic psalm. In fact, if you remember in John chapter 12 when Jesus came riding into Jerusalem uh, on Palm Sunday, this psalm was quoted. This psalm was, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They waved palm branches. And it's amazing how this psalm, this prophetic psalm, now says we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Why do we have reason for joy? Because of the sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary. You know what? If you're going to enjoy life, especially in this day and age, if you and I are going to enjoy life, we're going to have to do it on purpose. You're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to choose to be full of joy. Not happiness based on happenings. But you you can abide in the presence of Jesus and find true joy in every situation. Listen to me. Joy is not the absence of conflict. Joy is the presence of Jesus. And if we can shift our focus, Lord, you're the source of joy. Now, I have some choices I have to make today. Some of you are in difficult circumstances today. Guess what? You can still choose Joy. You know a couple of ways to unwrap joy? First of all is gratitude. Man, when you think of all that God has done for you, gratitude. How many of you have ever made a list of things that you're thankful for? I think this is a small but powerful exercise. Think about it. You woke up today. Lord, thank you for breath in my lungs. You put your feet on the floor. Lord, thank you for a bed that I got to sleep in. Man, you had a choice of what to wear today. Lord, thank you for a closet that's full of clothes. Come on, it's amazing how we have a closet full of clothes and still think we ain't got nothing to wear. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Some of you had a cup of coffee. Some of you made a little breakfast. Some of you got into a vehicle and you drove to church today. Lord, thank you for coffee. Thank you for my vehicle. Lord, I thank you for a spiritual faith. You walked into this place and you know what you felt? You felt a spirit of joy. You know why? Because Jesus is here. And if Jesus is here, then anything can happen. Can somebody say amen? If we would focus on the things that God has blessed us with. Lord, I'm thankful for what I do have. I'm not going to complain about what I don't have. But I'm going to thank you for, Lord, everything that you've given me already. Gratitude unwraps this gift of joy. I tell you this. The most thankful people I know are the happiest people I know. I'm telling you, those are the people you want to be around. If you want to increase your capacity for joy... Don't focus on joy. Focus on gratitude. What am I thankful for today? Oh, that parking spot. I drove in this parking lot for five minutes. That parking spot opened up right there in front. Thank you, Lord, for favor. (laughs) Walked into that store. Didn't know it was on sale. 50% off. I'll get two of them. (laughs) Are you with me today? 
All it takes, small tweaks create giant peaks. Come on, somebody. Holy Ghost. If you just do something simple as be grateful. Uh, what can you thank God for today? Let me ask you this. If the only thing you had today was what you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have? How many know we can all grow in our gratitude? If I grow in gratitude, I'll increase in joy. Come on, somebody say, grow in gratitude, increase in joy. Gratitude is a way to unwrap the gift of joy. You know a second way to unwrap it is? Worship. We just worshiping God, just praising God. You know, you don't have to wait till church on Sunday to praise God. You know what? You can wake up and put worship music on your playlist and start your day thanking God. Before you ask him for anything, you're thanking him for who he is. You say, well, pastor, I don't always feel like worshiping God. You know what? We don't worship based on how we feel. We worship based on who he is, his character, his nature. Man, he is good. Goodness and mercy, you said, would follow me all the days of my life. Uh, Lord, I'm going to worship you even in the midst of my pain. Even in the midst of my discouragement. Lord, I know that, 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 that according to the season of life that I'm in, I may not feel it and I may not see it, but God, you are good. And I'm just going to declare your goodness. Lord, I worship you. You know, over Thanksgiving holidays, uh, we had family come in from out of town and all the cousins got together and they were playing. And, and uh, we were, the adults, we just finished eating. We were in the living room talking and all the cousins were in the back room and they were playing. And there's a lot of cousins. There's a lot of energy. It's noisy. Things are happening. And then somebody cranked up a praise song and, it's, and we sing it here. Um, praise the Lord, oh my soul. You know what I'm talking about? I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How can I? So they're cranking that up on the karaoke, and Rachel said, hey, let's go back there, and let's just teach these kids how it's done. So I said, okay, here we go. So we went down the hallway, and they're, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And they're looking at us like, who are these crazy? And we just, man, man, I was skipping. I was jumping. I was sweating. I was shouting. Man, we were all, oh, hey, hey, hey. Pray I won't be silent. My God is alive. Uh, how can It's getting hot up in here in this jacket. Man, you working your cardio when you get your praise on. Can I have a good amen? But you know, that moment created so much joy. Because just for a moment, listen to me, if you just shift your focus from your problems, and I know we got a lot of them, and I'm not trying to minimize them, but praise gives us the opportunity to shift our focus from our problems to a person who can help us with every problem. And when we come to church, it's not like we're denying the painful existence that life can be. But what we're doing is we're focusing on the one. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you. God, you're worthy. And you know, praise has the ability, worship has the ability to transform how you think, transform what's happening in here. Now, it may not change anything around you, but it can definitely change something inside of you. The most joyful people are those who are grateful, those who worship. Now, you got to be careful because there's some joy stealers out there. There's some things, there's some people that'll try to steal your joy. 
There's some things that'll, can I give you just a quick list of some joy stealers? Check this out. Comparison will steal your joy. Turn to your neighbor and say, stay in your lane. And this is where social media can get us in a bind. Because you're going to, you, oh boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. Because we all do this, I do it too. You know, your Christmas holiday, once you finish celebrating your Christmas and you have a chance to rest, then you pick up that phone and you look at somebody else's Christmas and you start scrolling through, oh, well, look at where they celebrated Christmas this year. They're in Aspen. And you in Prairieville thinking, man, I was happy, but I ain't happy no more. Right? Am I right? Am I talking where we live? Oh, somebody did get the sports car with the red bow. And all you can think about is your, your broke down hoopty in the driveway. See, comparison is a thief. Stay in your lane. Listen, God's not going to help you be like somebody else. It doesn't take stuff to make you happy. Man, Jesus is the source of our joy. We talked about that. But the devil wants you to compare yourself to somebody else. Compare your kids to somebody else's kids. Compare your stuff to somebody else. Be careful. Be careful. Comparison will steal your joy. Busyness will steal your joy. Hey, can we slow down this Christmas? Slow down. this. It's going to be okay. I know we've got parties. I know we've got planning. I know there's preparation. But you need to slow your roll. Turn to your neighbor and say, slow your roll. Mm -mm. We're so busy. Listen to me. We're so busy rushing to do what's next that we miss the joy of what's right now. Comparison will steal it. Busyness will steal it. Selfishness will steal it. Mm -mm -mm. Always thinking about self. You know, when we think about ourselves, our world shrinks. But when we think about others, our world enlarges. When you say, how can I add value? You know what? Joyful people, listen to this. I want to ask the band to come up. i got to crop some of the stuff. I've run out of time, but I want you to hear this. Joyful people can find a blessing. They can create a blessing. And they can enlarge a blessing. You can find it. You can create it. And you can enlarge it. When you are full of joy, here's a kingdom principle I want you to hear. I have discovered this to be true in my own life, and I know it works. This will work in your life too. That what you plant in somebody else's life, it has a way of growing in your own. In other words, when I bring value to you, when I'm serving you, if I can bless you, I know that's what, what's coming back to me is blessed. And I'm going to sow a seed to match my need. I'm going to give away the things that I want. What do I want in my life? What do I need in my life? I'm going to help somebody else with it. And, and listen, good news produces great joy for all people. If I can be an ambassador of joy, I'll find a blessing. I'll create a blessing. I'll enlarge a blessing. You got to give this stuff away. You got to give it away. Here, here's what the shepherd said. In verse 17, after seeing the baby, the shepherds told everyone what had happened. See, they unwrapped the gift. They say, we got to go see it. And once they had an encounter with the Christ child, 
They told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Listen to me, joy must be shared. Church, we gotta share this stuff. How many know we are blessed in this house? Oh man, joy, I tell you this, and I was praying for our church, praying for you, and I felt like the Lord said, as a church, for the most part, we do this well. You do this really well. You carry a spirit of joy. That's why when people walk in these doors, they feel something different. They sense something different. It's not in a building. How many of you know God doesn't dwell in, in buildings made by the hands of man? It's not bricks and sticks. That's not the church. It's people. It's human hearts. In other words, every smile, every hug, every handshake, every kind word, every act of compassion, it's making a difference. We got to share this. And whatever we give away, it comes back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Let me ask you this question. When was the last time you shared the joy of Jesus with somebody else? When was the last time you told somebody about what God's done in your life? When was the last time you invited somebody, hey, come to my church? You got to come check this out. I'm telling you, there's something special happening at HPC. If you just share what you have, it's like lighting a candle. Do you know at Christmas, we're going to light candles? It's one of my favorite parts of the Christmas service. And I mean, you just see candles. I mean, all of what's amazing is when you take that candle and you light the one next to you, you don't lose, your candle loses nothing. Think about it. Your candle doesn't go out when you share the light. It simply spreads the light and it continues to grow. When we share joy, we don't lose a single thing. In fact, the best way to bless your life is to give away what you have. Amen. Do you receive that today? Come on, put your hands together if you believe that. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.